Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. And this week I'm really excited to bring you Yvonne Shepherd from Women's Fitness Adventures. And now Yvonne has a a, a varied background. Um, she her short story is she joined a gym, she bought the gym, and then she became the marketer for the gym company. And now she has her own company where she takes women on fitness adventures. Recently, she was named as a finalist in the Queensland Voices campaign, and her passion is helping women get fitter and stronger for life. Now, in this conversation, we had some great conversations about um, how our bodies start to change as we grow older, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to sit around doing nothing. Um, Yvonne shared with us some of the adventures that she takes women on out in the outdoors so that they can get fit. And also whilst they're out um, getting fit, they're also with groups of other women as well. So it has a really great community vibe to it as well. And we talked a little bit about stepping out of your comfort zone and what happens when you do step out of your comfort zone. What's on the other side for for you when you push yourself just that little bit further than what you're used to doing? And we also, um, she she shared with us a few different stories about women um, and how going out and getting out into the outdoors has really changed the way they live their lives and we talked a bit about shared travel so I'm hoping you'll really enjoy this conversation so have a listen and at the end I'm going to share with you a special offer that Yvonne has made for anyone who wants to be part of women's fitness adventures and go and take some adventuring outdoors so have a listen bye for now Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations and I'm really looking forward to this conversation that we're going to have today because it's all about the things I love, getting out in nature and walking. So welcome Yvonne, can you please share with our audience who Yvonne is and how you got to be where you are today? Sure, thanks for having me on, I'm excited too Angela, so looking forward to our chat today. Um, Yvonne is well, who is Yvonne? Um, that's a big question. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a great aunt. I'm an aunt. Um, daughter-in-law, all those things, as most of your listeners probably are as well. Um, but I'm also the, um, the founder and CEO of Women's Fitness Adventures. And that is a business that I started almost six years ago now, and I recognised the need for women to um, have a goal. But my passion stems from wanting to help women become fitter and stronger or healthier and stronger for life. And to do that, um, 
as a previous gym owner and a personal trainer, I just realized how hard it was for women to get to the gym three times a week. We juggle so much stuff and we put ourselves last. And I figured out pretty quickly that you put a goal out there, something that um, is tangible, is real, a little bit scary and, um, and, and scary on your own scale as well. And once you um, have that goal, all those things like I want to lose weight, I want to get fitter, I want to get healthier, just kind of fall aside because you're focused on this one thing that's mm. important to you and you'll move heaven and earth to make that happen, whether that's an hour or a week or longer, you kind of make that a bit of a priority. And yeah. that, so that's me. Yeah. And I love what you're doing because I think, I know, do you find that women in mid-stage tend to be doing more of this type of exercise as opposed to going into the gym? Because I know for me, I, I do do yoga, but I would prefer to be out walking in nature than trying to compete with the young ones in the gym. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, this whole gym gym versus other stuff. Um, having, um, I, be, I belong to a gym myself and we just did a um, story this week on one of our members who, sorry, I do live under a flight path if, you, if you're wondering, <laughs> that is an aeroplane, um, who said, and it's my reason as well, that when you have a purpose for going to the gym, then that makes the gym worthwhile. So, you know, for me, I go to the gym because I need to stay strong and I don't need any injury for me to conduct my business. But I, and I get walking. Walking is easy. It's portable. It's portable is walking. Um, it's something that you don't really need a lot of equipment to do. You can just get out and go. It's not time consuming. Everyone can do it and you're self-sufficient. Um, so I think that's why more, more and more women are walking. Um, but I also think that um, over the years, it's probably been about 13 years now in the whole of the fitness industry, that with women, that we forget about the need to strengthen our muscles to support our joints that will keep us walking forever and ever and ever. So I think they both play a role, but that's a conclusion that you kind of have to come to yourself, but I hope you don't come to it because of an injury. <laughs> totally get you someone who just had a hip replacement done mm. yeah. 12 weeks ago. <laughs> but with so you your business is you take women on treks don't you so you take them on adventures so some of your stuff is overseas some of it's local is that correct yeah so we our business is to help women become stronger and healthier for life and we do that through a shared adventure which can be um, travel it can be fitness and it's a, connection, a social connection to a like-minded community. So you can do something really close to home and your version of Mount Everest might be going for a walk, a 10-kilometre walk around our city that is new to you. And that may be your Mount Everest or your Mount Everest may be a trek <laughs> on the other side. Well, yeah, we don't go there, but it may be Mount Everest, a trek on the other mm. side of the world. And um, I, I believe that when women are fitter or healthier and stronger and, and as a result fitter in overall, like life is, is, can be hard at times. And so when you're fitter and stronger, it's easier to manage those ups and downs. And, and when you feel good about yourself, 
you do great things and that has such a ripple effect but you have more confidence as well and that confidence may mean that you go on as you are on your trek next year or you you have some other impact in the rest of your life that comes about from being a healthier version of you yeah i think um it's the the thing that really i love about what you're doing and the reason as you mentioned i'm walking mont blanc next year and i I mean i tend to do a lot of my walking around home on my own but it's that shared connection and when i'm going to mont blanc there's 12 of us going um and last year at the end of last year we did the uh, three capes in Tasmania and there was 30 of us who did that one uh, it was this 32 it was so 31 women on one man <laughs> so very much obviously he was you know the, the unicorn in the um in the group but it was that shared experience more than anything I mean because yeah I could have walked you know I could have done three t- capes on my own and there were people who were doing three capes on their own but they a couple of them tended they actually ended up in our group anyway but it is that shared experience even if you kind of not completely walking together the whole time but you can come together at the end of the day or you start together at the beginning of the day you have your lunches and and it's just that connection I think it just makes it so it, it it enriches the experience yeah, absolutely. Because life is about experiences and, and is about people connection as well. And our world is getting, we're getting busier and busier. I'm not really sure what we're doing when we're getting busier. <laughs> and we're getting more isolated with that busyness as well. Um, so having, and one of the, the reasons I, like we train people from the beginning. So as soon as you book onto something, your journey starts and then it continues long beyond when you get back and one of the the reasons for this is I did a Kokoda I've done Kokoda twice now and one of the um, things that was important to me the first time was just a group of us booking on as a for my 50th it was with another group of people we didn't know we were just four of us and um, three of us actually and we booked on and we didn't know those people when we showed up And we have nothing to do with those people now yet. We share this intense nine or 10 days Mm. together. And one of the the things that I find with women in particular is that we think that we're we're the only ones experiencing the problems that we are. And then when we get out and we're talking and sharing an experience along the way, um, you can talk a little or you can talk a lot, but, you know, the stories are the same. It's just a different character a slightly different twist on the plot. It could be about parents. It could be about kids or grandkids or health or something or all of that in our sandwich generation that we are. Um, And that connection and community that you get is just as important as where you go Mm. and what you achieve. And it's almost like it's giving you a permit. It's giving women a permission just to be themselves and to receive because you know as you said many women at this mid-stage of life they're in between their children and their parents and you know they've given everything to everyone for so many years and now it's time for them to actually receive and when everybody in the group is in that same way the giving and the receiving it's just that connection that i think so many women are missing and they're very much 
a lot of them are missing connection to nature as well. So obviously mm. we've got nature in building that because I, I mean, I love nature. It's one of my biggest things is we need to reconnect back to nature. And I know that when I did three capes back uh, down in Tasmania, it was wildflower season. And like, mm. you know, to walk through the wildflowers and, and I'm actually Tasmanian. So, and I've been to Port Arthur before. I haven't done that track before, but so, you know, for me, it was like a coming home. I haven't been to Tasmania for a long time, but just the, just the overwhelm of some of the, you know, there's a one place. Have you, have you done three capes? No, I haven't done three. There's one place where you walk through and there's these giant ferns. It's like a cathedral and you just walk through it and they just kind of this big arch over the top of you. And it's just like unbelievable. The, the sense of, I don't know, it's, it's, the, it's majestic. Just the way you feel with all this nature is just all around you. Uh, it was like, it was just, it was, uh, it's really hard to describe. And, and uh, if anyone who's listening gets the opportunity, do three capes because if you do it through um, Parks Tasmania, mm. it's only mm. like $500. Mm. And you get to, and the cabins that you get to stay in, r- real mattresses, like real mattresses. <laughs> so it's really, really good and it's really well done. It's four days. Um, you do have to carry all of your food and um, water and everything, but uh, it's a, it's an unbelievable trek mm. just mm. to do. And you know, and it's something that we've got here within Australia that is not that expensive, and it's not that far, really. Mm. I mean, wherever you are, and maybe if you're in Perth, it's a little bit further to go. But if you're on the east coast of Australia, it doesn't take that long to get to Tasmania. No, but yeah. So, but that experience of getting out in nature, and I think so many women are disconnected from nature, and it's you know when they get back into the nature, they can reconnect to themselves as part of that. Yeah, it's well documented that nature has a healing effect, and we recently just did a trek to Japan, and we were talking with our guide about forest bathing, and and especially early morning when you get out into the bush, there's a, actually a chemical release that the trees do that has a positive impact on you as a person i i think from what i have seen that when we get out and go for a walk and even even in our city you know we have the opportunity to walk along through the river or by the river um is that you slow down you share something whether that's a personal thing or whether it's an observation and you take time just for you. And I think when you put the bush around that, because you're not looking at man-made structures, um, there is something very grounding about that and something that, um, you know, even for that brief moment, however long you might be out there, I think it gives you gives back something to yourself. Mm. Um, and, you know, women carry a lot of guilt as well, guilt about time for themselves and things like that. So if you're in a, a group of other women or men or, or a group when you're having conversation and you're in that environment, you, you are, it's almost meditation. You're in the moment. Yeah. And I think that's the benefit that we get. Yeah. So for a lot of women, they would say going out and walking or going on these hikes, like it's kind of, it's out of their comfort zone because they've never had to do it before. What do you say about that? Yeah. <laughs> Look, um, many, many years ago, I learned to never say never. Um, and because we hold ourselves back a lot because of fear. 
because of failure, because of what if I can't, what if I'm last, what if I'm the slowest, what if no one talks to me, what if, how, what if I have to go to the toilet, all those sorts of things. Um, they're real. That's real. <laughs> what if I have to fart? You know, <laughs> things like that. Um, but I, there's a difference between being uncomfortable and being unsafe. And that's what, particularly when um, we go away, is I, you know, safety is our biggest thing and we will, um, and the success of the entire group is our thing. So you may feel uncomfortable because you've never done something before, but you will never feel uncomfortable because it's unsafe. So there's a difference there. And on the other side of uncomfortable lies a whole new world. Mm. And it's whether, um, you know, if, if you're not happy where you are now or you want to do something, where you are now is not giving you what you need and, and you want to go there, it's this whole, as we know, pain and pleasure island. <laughs> what is the, you know, is it so uncomfortable in between to get from here to here that you don't want to move to that level of comfort? So then it's just micro steps, you know. If, if you want to do it but you've never done it before, don't set your sights on the other side of the world because that's big and bold. Set your sights on something little and yeah. take it in incremental steps. And, but that, that applies to anything in life as well. There's stuff that still scares me every day and I, you know, running your own business scares, scares you. <laughs> and I just sit back and go, okay, how do, how do I do this one step at a time? Yeah. So where do you go? What, where, where do you take women? Whereabouts do you go? Um, we, yeah, we go everywhere. Um, so we have, so it, so it's the way we structured it. It's a community of real everyday women and everyday can be substituted for extraordinary, you know, excellent, you know, entertaining, anything that starts with E. Um, so it's our crew community of real everyday women. And, um, we do anything from social adventures. So we have a high tea at Parliament House coming up in a couple of weeks to Christmas parties and stuff. We do local social walks around town or towns. So we are in Melbourne and Brisbane and um, we do half day trainings. We do full day adventures up mountains or around lakes and things. And then we do kayaking, we do stand up paddleboarding. And then we go to different locations for what we call our multi-days. So two or more nights away. And that can be um, anywhere in Australia or anywhere on the other side of the world. So we've been, we go regularly to New Zealand we have been to Japan, we've been to Croatia, we've been, we love Italy, so we have a love affair <laughs> there. So we, we've done four trips to Italy and we've got a, a Dolomites next year in Italy. We're going to Iceland next year. Oh, I um, want to do Iceland one day. Yeah, we're off to Iceland. Um, we will be heading back to Japan in 2021 um, with some snowshoeing things and stuff like that. So we kind of... Um, we we do things that you can't we go to places you can see everywhere but we do things that are uniquely crafted to us because we want to deliver a fitness adventure we're not about five star if you want five star you can go stay in the five star hotel and enjoy the five star hotel oh, i so, have to say i'm doing mont blanc five star because uh, the group so, i work with walk with they like five star yeah so we're not you know, we have some that do um, that camp, and let me say the camping ones are my favourite because 
you get away from it all. You really get to reconnect with who you are because generally there's no internet and you get to really yeah. listen to your own voices and tell them they're silly or not silly um, and get that white space in your head. Um, and I, and over time you teach yourself to do that when you go out for half a day or so. Um, so we do have some where we're camping. 90% would be in um, some sort of hotel or guest house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's really about just immersing yourself in the experience, in the fitness. You walk into that fitness after a couple of days, you go, oh, I just can't wait to get out there again tomorrow. <laughs> um, and something transformational happens over that course of whatever the time frame might be. And to quote some of our ladies is, you know, you walk away feeling a better person because of the company that you've walked with and whether that company, whether it's because they've said something to you or whether because you realise something about yourself. Um, I think it's just the power of a group of women being together. Yeah, and like, and that's unbelievable. And in any instance, when you get women together, because I run women's circles and it's the same thing as you, know, it's once you bring the women together, because women we were designed to be part of a village mm. that that's mm. the way humans were created. And that's the, that's, you know, our evolution is to be part of a village. It's only recent, you know, times and probably since the second world war where we've had no longer part of a, a village that that village is kind of broken up. And I think so many women, they're missing that. I know mm. that I missed that for many years when I first had my children, I felt so alone and it's like, and there was, pro- you know, I'd go to mother's group and then I realised that all of us were sitting in our homes all feeling alone and the only time we came together, and it was only my first child I had mother's group, it's like then we kind of came together and we spoke and then we went back to our homes again. And I think, you know, women, a lot of women miss that connection because then once your kids go to school, you know, if you're working and you're not part of that, you know, mother's environment, then you kind of, you're missing, you feel like you're missing out. Mm. And that's why I love the work that you're doing. And I know um, there's there's a couple of places down here in um, Sydney. So Wild Women on Top, who is local to where I am, and they run Coast Trek um, around the country, um, they do the same thing. It's like they take women out because it's easier for, for women to go for a walk, as you said before, than to go to the gym. You know, mm. They can find the time to go for a walk, but often they can't find the time to go to the gym or they find it's more comfortable for them to go for a walk yes. than it is to go to the gym. Yeah, Cause some, you know, the gym can be quite intimidating at times. I mean, I've, I haven't been a member of a gym for many, many, many years. And because I, I for personally, I didn't like being part of a big class. I didn't like being part of that big thing. As I got older, I wanted something more personal, which is why I use personal trainers and my yoga we only, you know, maximum of five or six in a class and walking. And it's because that's more of a personal connection and that community. It's, it's very much. And I think women in this, the mid stage of life are very much, they're craving community. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're also um, on the feedback where we're seeking wellness as well. Yeah. Um, which means a whole lot. It's not just physical wellness, it's spiritual and mental wellness too. So um, part of what we do is teach functional fitness 
in our training as well. So making sure that, yes, you can go on, on that walk and do well, but you're going to be well afterwards. You're not going to have those aches and pains and things like that. And, and when, you, um, when you can share some knowledge that makes, physically makes a difference and the light bulb goes off that that's why I need to do squats or that's why I need to lunge or that's why I need to do pelvic floor safe exercises that way, um, you know, that, that's really empowering to women because it may break down a barrier from them wanting to do something else. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I think as women we tend to define ourselves sometimes by injuries that may have happened 20 years ago. So I may have hurt my knee 20 years ago, therefore I cannot do that now. Um, and if we can teach women to understand um, muscle groups and muscle strength and how to, how to work with whatever body they have, and whatever shape they are, then that gives more freedom and gives more choice, which gives more confidence down the track as well. And I'm glad you brought this up because I think this is really important um, is that our bodies now in now, you know, 50 plus years, is not the same body that we had when we were 20. It doesn't move the same way. We've had hormonal changes, which means women can tend to get more aches and pains. It can take longer to recover Um, muscle can actually decrease as we get older when we you know as our hormones go down so and it's important that we it, we realize that there are changes but it doesn't have to limit us it yes. just means that we have to change the way we look at the way we do exercise rather than do it the way we would have done it in our 20s we have to respect the fact that we now have bodies that are older um, they've probably given birth May once, twice, maybe more, which means our pelvic floor is probably not as strong as it used to. Our core is not as strong. Yeah. So we just have to really, and because this was a big, big thing for me, I, you know, because I've always done lots of, lots of exercise, but then I, you know, as I started to transition through menopause, I started to get aches and pains. I've got osteo, well, well, had osteo on one hip, but I got a new hip now um the other hip's got a little bit my knees same thing i've always i've had issues with my knees in the past so that's kind of flaring up more so it's not that i don't do what i want to do but i've had to make sure that i train properly that i don't go out and overwork my body i need to give my body the chance to recover and then i use new different nutrients and all that to keep my body strong and eat well and all of that so i think that's really important for women to realize is that they don't have the body of a 20-year-old anymore. They have a mm. body of a 50-year-old, which can do whatever you want it to do so long as you respect it. Yeah, that's right. I don't think that, um, that like this, this, I'm, I'm caught here because we can say I have the body of a 50-year-old, therefore I can't. Yes. Um, and we can have the body of a 50-year-old and, and say... I'm intending to, or I'm going to try to do this. And, you know, we can generally still do some of those things that we did many decades ago. We do need more recovery time Mm. though. And one of the things that highlighted to us on our recent Japan trip is we're hiking up this, we did five volcanoes. So we're hiking up this volcano and we chatted to this man and there were many men and women on the way down. And we said, how old are you? He said, I'm 80. He was getting up that mountain like a mountain goat. And, um, you know, it it is the old, and this sounds wrong, but it's the old use it 
or lose it. Lose it, yeah, and you that's dead right. Because we haven't always been using it and then all of a sudden we want to use it again. And and that's what I meant is like if, if we haven't kept fit and healthy and then all of a sudden expect to get back into it, we're not going to respond like a 20-year-old. We're going to respond like a 50-year-old. Yes. But yes. it is. It's training. It's just getting back into it and allowing your body to recover. Yeah. And, yes. yeah, that's that's and, kind of what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, and it's finding the right trainers too. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer and registered with Fitness Australia, and there's a lot of training academies that pump out personal trainers. Um, but to understand, to get one, if you have a personal trainer or anyone who trains you, that understands a woman's body yep. and a woman over a certain age, her body as well, and that you don't have to go hard and go fast. You can build strength. You can build um, good health. You can build fitness and do it in your own quiet way. And over time, you look back. Mm. The key is not to rush, just to look back and go, hey, over the past six months, I've gone from zero to here or here to here um because i think we tend to want to it's like diets isn't it you want to be 20 <laughs> kilos lighter tomorrow <laughs> that's right yeah. what immediate results <laughs> yeah 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 i, that's I right. want to be able to walk mont blanc right now not yes. in 12 months time i don't want to wait but my body needs that time to get yeah. ready yeah and and you know one of the things well there's lots i've learned but um, I got into running about six years ago and that's where I learned to never say never. And one of the things I learned in training for my first marathon was that the journey is sometimes more important than the actual success of the destination. And it's the things that you learn about yourself along the way. If you can take those with you, has far more impact than the actual achievement of running from, in my mm. instance, a marathon. So I, and that's one of the reasons why we have training right from the beginning is you get on that journey and you learn and along the way, you know, the kinks are ironed out or the, the aches are ironed out <laughs> or anything that's going to flare up shows up before you go on something. And, and, you know, I liken hiking as a metaphor for life. There's, peaks and troughs, well, there's ascents and descents and there's the plateau and it's the things, if you can learn, you know, when you're on that plateau, on the peak, what have you done to get you there and how can you keep alive all of those great things you've done that have got you to that great state? And then, you know, there is the downhill bit and you think, well, what is it in the downhill that I'm doing that I need to learn so I can get back to that peak? Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm out there a lot saying, this is just like life. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a real mindset game, isn't it? It is a real mindset. It's a total mindset game. Mm. Particularly yeah, if we've spent our life thinking we're not good enough and we can't achieve things, to go out and achieve a walk, which may have been a challenge for you, it's like, okay, I can, I can do that. So what, what's my next thing? Yes, and I think we, um, well, I certainly know as a, as a mother, I sat on the sidelines and watched when I'm not going surfing and I'm you kids go with your dad and, mm. you know, um, and now to be an active participant in my life is a really important thing. But that self-talk is, um, is real. And it's like if, if I, we had a walk the other day and um, I said, I think it's about six kilometres. It's totally flat. We'll have a coffee halfway and we'll come back. And they said, oh, good, because if it's 10 kilometres, we're not coming. And we got back and I said, well, it's actually been nine kilometres. Oh, I didn't realise we were chatting and we were. So our mind plays a big part. Yeah, it in, does. Yeah, all we have to do is take it one step at a time. 
and, you know, check in with ourselves that physically I feel okay. Hey, legs, how are you doing? Hey, mm. arms, hey, core, hey. And then it's normally the head that's saying stop, stop, yep. stop when and physically that, you're able to And that's it. why I find I can walk further with a group of women than I can on my own because when I'm with a group of women, we're talking. Mm. And you don't, and then but when I'm working on my own, I get to the stage where, you know, maybe, you know, I get a bit of an ache and a pain and then the self-talk talk, mm. how much longer are you going to, how far have I gone, how much further. But that doesn't happen when I'm just casually walking along with, you know, other women and we're talking and, and mm. you know, I can walk twice the distance with someone else than I can with myself. With myself, it's a real mind game and I've yes. just got to focus. I don't need to focus when I've got other people around me. Mm. And that's one of the things, as I said earlier, about having a goal is that when you do stuff on your own, it's keep your eye on the goal. So if yeah. you're on your own and walking, it's like, well, I am doing Mont Blanc, so I do need to go a little bit further, um, you know, or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So let's go a little bit further. So you using your own internal motivations, whereas if it was, well, I need to go to the gym today but I only have to go three times a week and I've gone once and I've got five days left in the week. <laughs> you can talk yourself out of that. I know, really easily. Yeah. It's always good to have a dog that needs to be walked. Uh, I yes. have a dog that needs to be walked. But the other day, because I'm actually down here in Sydney, we have what's called Seven Bridges. So yes, it's a 20, 28K walk, which is this Sunday, and I'm walking that. And so I took my dog for a walk the other day and we did nine and a half kilometres and I think he was he's kind of going, let me go home. <laughs> You need a pram. He's a big dog. He could walk it. <laughs> yeah, I think he doesn't like it when I'm doing lots of training because then I do the oh, long yeah. distances. But, yeah, so I'm doing 20, the, the seven bridges on Sunday, which is my first long walk since my hip operation oh. 12 weeks ago. So wow. whether or not I'll make the full 28Ks, I'm not 100% sure. But the reason why I chose this one is because at each, you can, you're you can seven villages. You can, yeah, you can actually catch the bus back to the, the beginning if you need to, but you know, I, I mean, I just, I did 10 Ks or nearly 10 Ks a couple of days ago and I've done, I've been doing a few long walks, but I, at the moment, it's just, for me, it's just getting out there. There's a group of us from the yoga studio doing it and I'll just walk. And if I find that, cause actually it's not my new hip that's having problems now, it's my old hip as my body needs to adjust yes, to yes. kind of rebalance itself back up again. So I'll just go as far as I can, as far as my hip will take me. And I'm hoping to do the full 28, but I know that I got the option to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Of my bus which, if is I need to, which is yeah. why I thought that's a good place to start, but I'm doing coast trek again, next beginning of next year. So that's another 30 K. So that's kind of my training, my training steps to Mont Blanc because the longest day in Mont Blanc is only 18 Ks, I think. So. But there's but a lot of climbing in that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's very different walking on the flat to walking yes. with a backpack on a trail. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so I'll, I've got to, I've still got to get a few of the climbs in, and that because yeah. I'm not quite there with the big climbs yet because the, the hips and the, the the legs aren't there, but they'll get there, and I, and that's for me. It's like I put that goal there 12 months ago yeah. that I and you know I've paid for it, so I've got to go. I've now just got all my airfares. Now I have to get my body ready to be able to do that and not just walk, but to add a back up every single day and walk one day after the other because it's one thing yes. to do a one-day walk, but then it's to, to do 10 days of the long days is another thing. Yes. So it's, yes. it's getting that training in and doing that. But, yeah, as you say, I've got that goal. I sit there. My, my um, desktop, everything has got a picture of a Mont Blanc trial on it. Every time I look at my phone, that's what I see. So it's like 
it just keeps reminding getting me. Getting in your subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I think, do I want to go for a walk? Well, if I want to be on that mountain, need to yes. go for a walk. I meditate. Yes. So seeing myself walking on that mountain, I just keep doing it over and over again. And I'll be on the mountain without a doubt. It's how I, you know, I'll be there and I'll do the walk, but I also want to make sure that I'm well when I finish. Yes, you recover well. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. when I after I did the Tasmanian walk, because I, that was before I had my hip replacement, I did. I actually have had to have the hip replacement to correct some of the things I did on that walk because I wasn't well when I finished. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, it's taken me months to kind of get over that walk because I did do a little bit of damage, but I had fun and I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> and yeah. I do it. I'll do it again now that I've got a new hip. So just before we finish up. If we've got someone who's listening and they really want to start getting out into nature and walking, what are your key steps? Where, where does someone start? Um, well, you need to look firstly at your time availability and finding something that's easy and convenient that you're not going to back out. Find something that excites you. Um, you know, if the idea of um, walking in the bushes doesn't bush, bush doesn't sit comfortably with you, then start with, you know, walking around your neighbourhood. There's a few neighbourhood groups around as well that you can participate in and not thinking that you have to buy a whole lot of equipment and buy a whole lot of, you know, just to start walking, you need a good pair of running shoes or sand shoes. That's about all you need. You can use those on trails. And, you know, once you get that mindset, it's, it's like penciling something in your diary saying, I'm going to start with this. Don't start with the whole week penciled out because that's not going to work. Um, and, you know, there can be various reasons that you want to get back into it. You could have been working full time. You could have been juggling young family or, or parents. You could be returning from illness as well. And life is like that. And we see with all our members that, you know, if, you know a couple of years ago I broke my wrist mountain biking and my fitness dropped. And so that's the, you know, and then I needed to start again here. So that's the ebb and flow of life. But I had to make sure that I didn't do it all at once. So um, it's find something that excites you. Pencil it in your diary or pen it in actually. Um, get the right shoes. That's really all you need. It's a good pair of sports shoes. And if you're here in Queensland, a hat and sunscreen is what we, and Melbourne, a beanie maybe. <laughs> so beanie and a, and a hat. Um, <laughs> And Sydney, you can kind of go either way. Um, and, and then kind of if you find you can't start on your own, find a group. Yeah. And, and you're in Brisbane or Sydney, so people, sorry, Brisbane, Brisbane or Melbourne. And Melbourne. Um, Melbourne more regularly next year. We've only just started in Melbourne. Um, and you'll find your tribe. You know, there's, there's a lot of different groups out there and there's some that will excite you and some that you think are, uh, you know, they're just not going to work for me. But find that tribe that works for you and get started. And if you, if anyone visits our website, there's a lot of member stories on there. And one of the questions we ask would be, you know, if someone was thinking about joining into something, what would you say? And the, and the answers are unanimous. It's like, my life has changed so much since I joined and got the support of other women. My life is finding new social connections when I'm over 50 is such a big deal. Um, don't wait, get started now. Um, I find I'm a better person when I've gone walking with the group. And that, you know, whether that's our group or any group out there, you know, and they're common 
like across thousands and thousands of women that I've dealt with over the years, they're the common things. We all want, we're all searching for that same thing. Mm. You just have to take the first step and, and that's the hardest step at all, step of all because you show up and you don't know anyone and they may not talk to you is what you're thinking. And they will because everyone's thinking the same. Yeah, everyone started off yeah. there the first time, one time. Yeah, that's right. And I asked the group the other day if you could, something about a post I put in got shared so many times and it was about if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And the thing that came back was I wish I was better at small talk because I'm really nervous when I show up. And it just, just went on and on and on and on. And I thought if everyone feels the same, why are we all so worried? Yeah, no. <laughs> So, you know, it's just find, find, if you can't get started yourself, find that group. Search online for, you know, women's groups for walking or women's groups for fitness or whatever and, and read stories, read Facebook pages and you'll find, you'll find your cluster. You probably know some clusters as well. You'll find the vibe. You'll find the language that works for you and, and soon if you commit, you'll be one of those inspiring ladies as well. I, I can guarantee it. I've seen it. And if people want to find you, it's womensfitnessadventures.com. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. That's it on the website or on Facebook. And yep. I'll, um, I'll put the links into the show notes anyway so people can see us. Now, just before we go, what I'd like from you, one wise woman to another, what are your words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience? <laughs> ah, you've stumped me there. That wasn't in the <laughs> list that you sent before. Um, I mean, you shared words. lots of wise words, but yeah. what's your words of wisdom um, that you would live by? Is remember back to when you're about 12 and the dreams and the hopes that you had when you were younger. And they may have changed and they may have wavered, but you never really thought that you couldn't do stuff and you know sometimes we have physical limitations but most of our limitations are inside our own head and the language we talk to ourselves so you know get back to that 12 year old girl and believe that there's anything possible for you in the world because there is if you really want to do it i i believe it i've seen it and i encourage every woman to revisit her 12 year old self very, very wise words. So thank you, Yvonne, for being part of Wise Women's Conversations and thank our audience, our viewers and our listeners for listening to us and I will be back next week with another Wise Women's Conversations. From my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now. So did you enjoy that conversation? Are you ready to get out in the outdoors and go walking? If you want to find out a little bit more about what Yvonne does, why not pop over to her website, which is women's fitnessadventures.com and while you're over there check out the annual membership now Yvonne has actually given us a discount so if anyone is interested in joining the annual membership that Yvonne has up until the 15th of December 2019 when the membership offer closes you will be able to get a 20% discount so if this sounds like something that you want to start doing walking and traveling and getting out in the outdoors Using the code WW20, when you purchase the membership, you will get a 20% discount. So why not check that one out? Now, just before I go, if you have enjoyed this episode of Wise Women's Conversations, is there two, there's two things I'd really love to ask you. Number one is subscribe so that you get to listen to all of the great conversations that I get to have. And number two 
share it with some other women who you think would love to be part of the Wise Women's Conversation community. Every week I come with different conversations. Some of them are solo episodes that are just me. Others are fantastic conversations that I'm having with women that are making a difference, who have got some wisdom to share with you. So please, if you could subscribe and share, that would be absolutely fantastic. So that's it from me this week, and I'll be back next week with another Wise Women's Conversation. From my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now.